At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Joe Prunty. <laughs> we'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. Now, this initially was supposed to be the mailbag edition where I answer some questions and uh, give out some grades for the All-Star break. But we had breaking news today. I'm sure most of you guys know by now. I'm sure most of the Atlanta pods have already gone out. Nate McMillan has been relieved of his duties from the head coaching position of the Atlanta Hawks. News broke this afternoon. Um, so we're going to talk about it a little bit. We're going to talk about ramifications. We're going to talk about analysis. We're going to dive a little bit into his possible replacement, some of the names that have been floated out. And uh, we'll just take a look about it. We'll, t- we'll take a look at it and uh, we'll hear what you guys got to say. Well, first things first, uh, if you are new to the podcast, you stumbled onto the podcast. Hey, here we talk Atlanta Hawks. So um, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule here. We have to say and uh, we talk Hawks basketball here. So we would love for you to connect with us on our social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at HawksBeat is our name. That's all one word, HawksBeat, all one word. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as the Facebook. <laughs> Just type in the HawksBeat. You'll see our page. Click that like button. Click, click. And uh, you'll have us. You'll have our page there. So uh, make sure you do that. All right. So let's get into it. A lot of... A lot of smiling faces in Hawksland today, because <laughs> uh, uh, while while the firing is kind of surprising at the timing, 
Um, it, I wouldn't even say it was likely. Um, I would always say it was possible. You know, the Hawks kind of limped into the um, the All Star break, and for me personally, I, I thought that if they were going to do it, should have kind of maybe done it maybe a little bit earlier. But I don't know. Maybe they wanted to wait till the All Star game. I don't know. I don't know. But they did what they did, and um, you know, Nate McMillan is now. Um, can ride off into the sunset. <laughs> I think that uh, I think I think this will be his, his retirement. I think this will be his last swan song. Um, Nate has coached a lot of basketball games. He has coached a lot of basketball games. So um, he may call it quits. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I know. I know he's gonna get the rest of that bread though. <laughs> That's what I do know. He's still gonna get that money for that paycheck. I mean, for that uh, that contract he signed. So uh, big ups to Nate uh, from a personal level. Um, I enjoyed talking with Nate. I thought that he was always forthright in his conversations. I thought that he wasn't really, um, he was a vet, you know what I'm saying? He's old school. So you kind of knew what you're getting with him. Um, he wasn't as open as coach Pierce. Coach Pierce was just a young guy and, uh, Pierce would just tell you everything. He would tell you everything on his mind. <laughs> he really, he really pulled no punches. And I, I, I liked and respect both of those guys. I, I, I enjoyed working uh, with them. And I wish them both the best. Wish them both the best. So um, just taking a look at the former uh, coach of the Hawks, Nate McMillan. Uh, he coached. Let me see. I had some stats up here. You guys know I'm not a stats guy. He coached. His record for the Hawks was 99-80, and 80, which was a 55% um, winning record for the Hawks. Now, if you have, if you wanted to find out which coach had the best record out of the last few guys, as far as win percentage is concerned, you would have to go all the way back to Coach Drew. That's right. Coach Drew had a 55% winning record. Uh, he was 128 and 102, uh, followed by, of course, Coach McMillan, who was 99 and 80. Then you had Coach Bud, who was 213 and 198 with 52%. Coach Pierce pulling out the rear, thirty-four <laughs> percent. But Coach Pierce had to—he had to kind of endure that that rebuild, the, the the tail end of that rebuild. So um, that thing wasn't really built for success when he got here. But nevertheless, I just thought that was some cool numbers. As far as Nate's tenure is concerned, I think that when he first got here, um, they caught lightning in a bottle. They caught lightning in a bottle. They had several breaks break their way they they broke it all the way to the eastern conference finals you know but um i think that here's the thing when nate got the job and i told people this a lot nobody really wanted to hear what i had to say i said nate didn't change much of the things from pierce it was just that he wasn't coach pierce like a lot of the, a lot of the philosophy, a lot of the offense, it did not change. You know, he came in and he preached his message about being calm and clear and connected, and you know that worked for what it for what it was until it didn't. You know, so do I think Nate is? I, I think Nate uh, knows basketball. I think Nate knows basketball. But at this point in his career, I think that Nate McMillan is an average coach. I wouldn't say I wouldn't even say he was that he's below average. I would say he's an average coach. I think he's average coach. I mean, this team is about five hundred, and that's kind of what Nate is. They're a little bit below five hundred, but I would say Nate is an average coach. 
I feel like this is Nate McMillan in a nutshell. And and here's what here's here's the analogy that I'll use. If you have a smartphone, <laughs> if you have a smartphone, you know that every so often you have to update your operating system. If you have an Apple, it's an iOS. I don't know what an Android is. But you have to update your iOS every now and again. There comes a point where if you have an older phone, you're unable to update the iOS. And as a result, you can't really play some of the new games. You can't do some of the new apps because you're just not up to date on the latest operating system. I think that is Nate McMillan. <laughs> I think that is Nate McMillan. No shade to the dude because the dude has coached a lot of basketball games. He has won a lot of basketball games. You don't coach a lot and you don't win a lot if you're a bad coach. Period. You don't. You don't coach a lot and you don't win a lot if you if you're a bad coach. So I think over the totality of his career, he's been a good coach, even maybe even better than average. But I think at this point, he's an average coach. He's an average coach and he's unable to upgrade. I think he just can't connect with these young guys. I think initially he did until he didn't. He's 58 years old and that is old enough to almost be well Trey's dad and me are kind of around the same age so we're in the 40s so like it's there's a disconnect there and I'll just say that there's a disconnect you know so as far as Nate's tenure is concerned he accomplished a lot in a short time he had a decent winning percentage like 55 percent is not bad you know um but it is what it is. I think it was time for a new voice. A lot of people wanted him gone, and which is fine. I, I, I could have gone either way. Like if you, I could see why they want him gone uh, in certain places. I could see why the fan base wanted him gone. And I could understand sticking him out. You know, letting him stick out throughout the season. I thought that was the role they were going to play. I was wrong. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so what's next? Who are the three guys that? Um, have been floated out. Um, let's do this. We'll take a little break. And on the other side of the break, we'll hear about these three guys who the Hawks are looking at. What are some of the pros and cons of these guys? And who would you like to see? We'll read that and we'll do some fan feedback on the other side of the break. You listen to the Hawks Feed Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub, talking a little Hawks basketball. We'll be right back. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. All right, folks, through the magic of editing, <laughs> we are back. First things first, man, we'll talk about the guys who are um, have been floated out there, but I want to read some fan feedback, of course. Again, if you're on Twitter, make sure you're following Hawks Beat on Twitter. Uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram as well. Uh, I love Twitter probably the most because I can get like instant reaction from you guys, and I love to get y'all's reaction. First things first, man. I got to give a shout out to my guy, uh, McCoy 20 on Twitter, who, who sent me that picture of Nate McMillan, whose head is photoshopped on the Shannon shot while he's wearing that ridiculously ugly sweater. And uh, it is priceless. It is priceless. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That thing really made me laugh. Internet has no chill. I asked for some of the thoughts. Uh, after today, a couple of hours ago, and here's what you guys had to say. Um, let's see. Alan Frazier on Twitter says, I think it goes deeper than the head coach. Hopefully it gets turned around. Obviously, I want the Hawks to win. Yeah, I, can, I, can, I can respect that. I think all fans want their team to win. You know, all fans have to want their team to win. Uh, Jabari says, even though I didn't like Nate McMillan's fit on the team, I can never advocate for someone to get fired. I hope he does well in his next chapter. Hey, I, I agree with that. I respect that. I respect that. Um, I, I, I think this is it for my guy. I think this is it. Like, I think he's going to ride off into the sunset. I thought he was done the first time. But, you know, for whatever reason, um, Coach uh, Pierce was able to get him onto the staff. But uh, it is what it is. Um, let me see. Let me see. There's one more. Um, just asking about uh, some of the. <laughs> let me read this last one. Uh, let me see what his name is on Twitter. Swingman, the f swingman on Twitter says one word. Finally, <laughs> so a lot of people uh, were were different emotions about Nate McMillan. I don't really see anybody saying that. Hey. This is what uh, we didn't want. Hey, I mean, it is what it is. Last but not least, my guy ATL Ramasaki said, I kind of wanted this, but it's earlier than I expected, to be honest. Okay, good, good. Um, just reading uh, some of the names initially that were floated out by Woj and uh, Shams, uh, Shams Sharani, I'm sorry. Um, the three main guys are all Hawks, former Hawks assistants. I think that um, when you look at Kyle Korver being the um, 
assistant GM. I think that's no coincidence. Um, Kenny Atkinson, a Warriors assistant. Um, Charles Lee, who is um, Milwaukee Bucks assistant. He's actually assistant head coach there. He got kind of a little promotion. He's uh, under the Mike Budenholzer tree. You got, um, I said Kenny Atkinson, Charles Lee, and uh, Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder served as a Hawks assistant one year before heading off to Utah. There are also some other names. King's assistant, Jordy Fernandez. Um, Spurs assistant, Mitch Johnson. Um, there's a G League guy, Miles Simon. Oh, I think that's that the Miles Simon that played at Arizona? I think so. Uh, and former Jazz coach, Quinn Snyder. Oh, I already said Quinn Snyder. But for the sake of just taking a look at names that are familiar, I'll go with the top three names. All right. We'll, we'll take a look at Charles Lee. We'll take a look at Kenny Atkinson. And we'll take a look at Quinn Snyder. So let's start with Mr. Charles Lee. All right. Here's the thing. Charles Lee is 38 years old. The pros I got for Charles Lee. Look, he's learning under Coach Bud. I think there is something to be said about pedigree. I mean, Coach Bud learned under the God, Greg Popovich, you know, and Coach Bud has been very successful with that same style of coaching. Familiar territory. Charles Lee was once an assistant here. The question I would have about Mr. Lee is this. He's never been a head coach. He's never been a head coach. So do the Hawks have time for a learning curve? Charles Lee, could he be a plug-and-play guy? Possibly, but I don't know. I think one thing that is in his favor, unlike Kenny Atkinson and Quinn Snyder, Charles Lee is 38 years old which means he's closer to those guys that play. That could be a plus. It could be a minus. I don't know which it is, but I think that, I don't know. I think sometimes when a when guy is kind of too buddy-buddy with the players, the players may like him, but I'm not sure that's what they need. I don't know. That, that I think that is something, though, the fact that he is young. He might be able to relate to Trey, to DeJounte, to all these guys who are in their 20s, and uh, he might have an easier time relating to them, although he may not have the basketball knowledge or acumen like an Atkinson or a Quinn Snyder. So that's Charles Lee, man. What are your thoughts on Charles Lee? Hit me up on Twitter at HawksBeat. Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson is 55 years old. So Kenny Atkinson is 55. Quinn Snyder is 56. Nate McMillan is 58. I, I and I and I bring that up because I think that is important, right? I think that one of the disconnects once it got, you know, once things start to go sour was kind of like, look, man, Nate is that old school mentality. You know, he 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 came up in a different era than these guys now. And so I think that you have to be able to connect with your players. And I think that toward the end, Nate was just unable to connect with those guys, you know. So, I mean, I'm not going to you know say that's the end all be all. But, you know, that is point for discussion. Kenny Atkinson is 55. He, he does have kind of a people can say, oh, he's got a proven coaching. He's got a proven record of coaching in BK. Right. Listen. The boy was 118 and 190 in Brooklyn. He had that one good season in 2018 where he took that team 
42 and 40 to the playoffs, right? Team of, I'm not going to say it was team of nobodies, but he had no superstars on the team. It was like D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, that was pre-Durant, pre-Kyrie um, Irving, pre-James Harden. <laughs> that is wild to say all three of those names, and they're not in Brooklyn anymore. But he did a good job coaching that year, right? So here's the, here's the question that I would ask for those in favor of Kenny Atkinson or for those going for Kenny Atkinson. Now, he had that one good season in, in, in BK. You have to question, how good is he? Like, I think that's a fair question. He had the good season. They were 42-4. and four. He made it to the playoffs. I think that he's a good coach. But how good is he? Right? Like, how good is he? And I say that a number of times just to kind of let it soak in a little bit, right? <laughs> you kind of let it soak in. So I think it'll be a good hire. But, like, look, you, you, are you going for the fences? Or, like, what, what are you doing here? You know what I'm saying? Are you just going to get an average coach? Just get an average coach. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Kenny Atkinson, that is name number two in the hat. And the third name is Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder is 56 years old. Now, Quinn does have a proven track record of winning. Uh, he has a familiar past from Atlanta. He was an assistant one year here back in 2013-2014. His record in Utah was 372 and 264, which is good for 58%. That is consistency. That is that's a proven track record. If you look at the track record of those three guys, Quinn Snyder is the guy, you know. Um, as far as just winning ball games and and showing a, I, I always say a, for, for guys in football, like look, show me what the film is like. If you look at the film between these three guys, Quinn Snyder's the guy with the best looking film. He's the guy with the best looking film. You know, um, the Ken, the cons are the same as, as Kenny Atkinson. Kind of, I think the age might be a thing. I think the age could be a thing. He's fifty six. You know, can he handle these new players? You know, you look at the Utah situation. Toward the end, things didn't go so well with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Is he going to be able to handle the drama that these new young players bring to a team? Let's say Trey and John get into it, or Trey and DeJounte, or whoever, whoever, you know. Will he be able to handle that? Because these players nowadays, I'll just say they're different. They different, bro. Like they different. Can he handle that? So, um, I think there's a lot of questions. Uh, I I think all three of these guys have pros and cons. Do I have a favorite over over any of these three? No, not necessarily. Not really. I mean, I can see why all three of these guys are getting a look. I can see why all three of these guys are getting a look. I wouldn't look at any of these guys and be like, absolutely not. I wouldn't look at any of these guys and say, oh, no, that's a hard no. I can see value in all three of these guys. As far as the other guys listed, the G League guy and the Miles Simon guy, I really don't know too much about them. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know too much about them. So um, I think these three guys are probably your leading candidates. I asked um, you guys right before the podcast. I'm still getting some some uh, some answers. I said, hey, would you guys like out of the three uh, Jerry Hinnon said Atkinson. Magan Dewan Goodner said Snyder. Um, let me see if anyone else responds or not. No, I just kind of posted that just like a few moments ago. Um, Thelonious said 
uh, Atkinson. So um, it's kind of kind of spread out over the board. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of timetable they're looking at. I think Prunty probably just coaches this thing out toward for the rest of the season, you know, and that's going to be interesting to see as well. I sent out a tweet this today that said, okay, here come the, 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 uh, the Joe Prunty. I'm sick of his rotations tweets coming soon. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I think Joe's a good guy, but you know, he's just going to be holding this ship together. I don't think he's going to change a lot of the things that Nate McMillan uh, had in place. I don't think he will. I don't think that all of a sudden, this team is going to be a team of defensive dogs. I think that a lot of the problems you had while Nate was here are going to be here while Nate is gone. Um, <clears throat> there was a piece in The Athletic by Jeff Schultz, and uh, I just want to kind of reference that just to get some quotables from um, from the GM. Uh, where was it? Da, 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 da. Landry Fields had a couple of quotables in there. He said, this was something where I felt I needed to light a fire under them. This fields, uh, that's what he told the Athletic. He said, our objectives haven't changed this season. Um, okay, like, okay, Landry, like, light a fire under the players by, by firing the coach. I guess that's one way to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess that's one way to do it. Um, I look at it like, yo, like, you got to have a sense of pride. And sometimes I saw this team, look, at least they had no pride. Like, they ain't had no, 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 no hit back. You know what I'm saying? Team's putting up 45 on you in the first quarter, and y'all just like, you know, it don't matter. I don't know, man. It's going to take a lot more just to get rid of the head coach to get rid of that. But, uh, he also said, um, uh, I'll read this piece uh, just real quick. He said, Fields is now the top names in basketball ops, but Wrestler is running the show. This is what um, Schultz writes in his piece. He said, Fields, when asked how long McMillan's firing had been discussed, he told Athletic, it's something I've been monitoring. To have the showing that we did this season, I don't want to put too much on the last couple of games with Charlotte, New York, but those were definitely significant. And we're just not seeing enough progress. Okay, I think I think that's fair. So look, I'm not coming on here saying that the Nate McMillan firing is unjustified, and this it is a a a, 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 a travesty. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying okay, it's warranted. But look, there's a whole lot of heap. There's a whole lot of holes in this uh, in this here uh, organization that is going on. I think you got some at the front. Then you got some on the roster, and now you got one in the coaching staff. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out. Last thing for me, questions for the new guy. Questions for the new guy. So if you're the new guy going in, I think that there's just – and here's just the three that I have written down. It's really like five or seven, but here's just the three that I have written down for the new guy. If you're the guy coming into this situation, you need to know what are the Hawks' plans with that money. I have said for years, if you ever want to know how a team is going to move, you look at that money, you look at that cap, and that'll tell you everything you need to know. The Hawks have some really, um, how can I put this? They have some big decisions to make for next year. Do you keep the band together 
and pay that luxury tax, which is going to be significant? Or do you try to move salary? And if you're trying to move salary, who are you going to move? That's a, something that this uh, the next head coach is going to need to know. Don't come in here thinking I'm going to have John Collins for four years if you're trying to ship him off. Don't tell me I'm going to have Clint Capella if you finna ship him off and get that money that Congo. You need to know what this roster is going to look like for the next three years. Also, if you're the new head coach coming in, um, again, at about the cap, you need to know who's going to be here. Last but not least, you need to know, or I would say the organization needs to know, how do you plan to utilize Trey and DeJounte? I don't think necessarily Nate did a very good job on that front using those two guys. But I also think that it takes time for guys to come together and for them to gel. I don't think Nate is the creative wizard to make that thing really pop. So I think you need a guy that's going to come in here with a little bit of vision to unlock the the best in both of those guys. If those two guys are going to be your money makers. That's just kind of how I see it. So, um, I think that's about it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We will probably have another podcast uh, in another day or two with the with the mailbag and uh, the great podcast that we we're going to do for All Star Break. Uh, hopefully, we can get that out before Friday. If not, we'll just um, cover the game on Friday against the Cavs, and we will see you guys then. But I probably I'm gonna try to shoot one out then. Uh, between now and then. So, again, thank you for checking us out. Stay tuned. And uh, make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. And, like we always say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.